0: What are some matches or moments you would want to see in the elite two-pack line? Oh, I'll stop right there, Bevan. Hold on. Let me answer for Scott. Hi, my name is Scott Toon, and I want Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man from WrestleMania 3. My name is Scott
1: Toon. When did I start sounding like Colonel Sanders? When you dressed like him a couple weeks ago. Oh, good point. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. He speaks through me. (laughs) I bleed fried chicken.
0: Let me see what else, what other matches does Scott want to see that I can do in his Colonel Sanders voice? (laughs) Go ahead. We're all waiting. My name is Scott and (laughs) I want Hogan and Andre from WrestleMania three as well. Thank you. My name is Scott.
1: (laughs) Okay. Can you say 11 herbs and spices, please?
0: (laughs) My name is Scott and I love 11 herbs and spices.
1: (laughs) That was horrible. That was your worst impression. (laughs) right when you had to nail it you failed (laughs) you jerk ladies and gentlemen my name is Scott Hale. Is that a sugar product?
2: It's gonna be! Jeff. The Queen, rises rise to the top. Oh yeah. And you're listening to... All of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable.
1: Have your own WrestleMania menu with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure... Made sold separately from LJS. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs>
0: Hey, welcome to episode 278 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest-running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real-life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, how are you doing, dude?
1: Dude, I'm doing great. We're rolling into summer. The weather's getting hot. That means the pool is almost ready to go. The beer is almost ready to flow. Super excited. I got Miami Cola flowing through me today, powering me through the show, and I am excited to talk figures. Also, baseball season is in full swing. I just won my fifth championship in Wrestling Fantasy League, which we are not doing the SummerSlam season this year or this season because... Different things happened in the league. So we're taking off between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. We'll do a redraft for the next season at SummerSlam. But yeah, dude, just won my fifth championship in the Wrestling Fantasy League.
0: Well, congratulations.
1: Thank you. Would you like to know who the next closest is in total championships won? Shannon. Good guess. She has two.
0: Nice. Dude, you're dominating. You're like the uh, Montreal Canadiens and the New York Yankees of... The uh, respect of sports.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm actually thinking about retiring. Like <laughs> now that I can like walk around at my coronation with like the whole five time thing going on, <laughs> I really don't know what more there is to accomplish unless I go for like nine wins because that could be like Ferris Bueller's day off when he's like nine times. Like that would be the only reason to go for more. <laughs> but I'm thinking about retiring at five. Where's that mark button? I
0: swear to God. I (laughs) need to find this guy. Mark
1: it out for himself.
0: I know. I'd be hitting that button. I'd be mashing it right now, dude. That sucks that you uh, went with Miami Cola on the bang. I actually drank a lemon drop before we started recording.
1: Oh, um... you're trying to be Samesies?
0: Yeah, I was going to do that in uh, solidarity with you.
1: Oh, well, thank you. You know what? Do it next week, and I can 98% guarantee it'll be lemon drop.
0: And I can 98% guarantee you it's going to be Purple Haze because I got to case full of that sitting in my uh kitchen right now
1: excellent good call my friend
0: oh i love purple haze i love purple haze you mentioned the you know the summer's warming up and you know s- you know the clothes and all that my clothes are going to be coming off dude i can't wait whoa, for whoa
1: whoa what at least keep a tank top on the tank top goes down to my kneecaps <laughs> <laughs> his tail's in front <laughs>
0: Oh, if you guys do want tank tops, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or net. You can pick up any of our tank tops or shirts over there. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces app, Fully Postable, Instagram, Fully Postable, WFP. If you want to go back and listen to any of our earlier podcasts, head on over to Podbean. You can go all the way back to 2016 and start at episode one, where Scott and I just had a Yeti mic between us and we just talked and turned into this crap
1: 270 <laughs> something of this crap
0: yes more and more crap <laughs> stitcher <laughs> itunes <laughs> iHeartRadio, radio and spotify please rate review on itunes you can send us any audio questions questions or anything else at all to fully posable wfp at gmail.com scott next week it is the fully posable fig life hall of fame 2021
1: we're gonna put on our uh tuxedo t-shirts next week that's our reason to dress up yep absolutely so we will have the headliner the tag team the
0: female the listener and underrated i actually had forgotten about underrated but i'm actually looking forward to unveiling the next underrated figure
1: might be some familiar voices announcing the entrance into the Fig Life Hall of Fame this year.
0: Next week will be the Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame. Scott, did you do any toy spotting?
1: I did. A couple things. I got my Zartan G.I. Joe Classified figure. Wonderful figure. Highly recommended if you are a collector of the Classified series. Be on the lookout for that Zartan. It is awesome. Uh, Hit up our local Target. Hit up our local Walmart. Nothing to report, although Target did have AEW figures. They had the young bucks, and of course a few rehos on the peg. Not much else to report. Uh, oh, I did see the Cena legend. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool figure. It was my first time seeing it out in the wild or in person. Uh, still waiting on the beefcake though. I need two beefcakes in my life. So still on the hunt for those. And aside from that, Tim, I want to throw it out to at a chair shot on Twitter with his pulling up a chair podcast. He hit me up, as did many people hit me up, and I want to thank you all that did. Uh, when I mentioned about Entertainment Earth canceling my pre-order for the Ultimate Edition Hogan and Fiend, I got quite a few people reaching out to me. Tim is actually sending me his Fiend. Oh, is he? Yeah, he had an extra, and he's like, dude, I'm just going to send it. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, just a great dude. So he he's hooking me up on the Fiend. I'm really knocking around the Hogan like, with the Storm collectibles ones that I've got already, do I need the Ultimate Edition Hogan? I mean, you've yes. got the the Storms. Do I need the Ultimate Edition Hogan? Because, I mean, I know I can go on and find them at some online retailers. But do I need them in my life? I've got the, the Storms. Yes, you do. <laughs> You're not even giving me reasons. You're just like, yes.
0: The reason I say yes is because of how big of a Hogan mark you are. And this is Mattel's first offering back with Hogan after the hiatus, I guess you could say.
1: Okay, well, let's throw it on the scale because I was never a huge Hogan NWO fan. However, I am a big red and yellow Hogan fan from back in the day. Who knows what other forms of Hogan we're going to see from Mattel that are in the red and the yellow. I've already got a black and white and red Storm Hogan. So, do I really really need the ultimate? That's that it's kind of like does it fit into my budget or doesn't it? Like if I need the figure, it's going to fit into the budget. If it's just a want, got to throw it on the scale and see. I I'm I'm kind of up in the air if I'm going to order that Hogan or not. But I do want to give a huge thanks to everybody that reached out, told me where to pick them up if I needed them and an extra extra special thanks going out to Tim at a chair shot on Twitter with the pulling up a chair podcast for hooking me up with the fiend. That's greatly appreciated. And I'll be amazed if Peyton doesn't steal that figure from me.
0: With you being a huge Hogan, it doesn't matter what if he's wearing red or yellow or black and white. It doesn't matter, dude.
1: Okay. It's that good though. Like, because I'm seeing him around like 40 bucks.
0: That's actually not a bad price. I would probably jump on that dude.
1: Okay. All right. Well, shoot. Shannon, you heard it here. I got peer pressured into buying a Hogan. Sorry.
0: I'm saying 40 bucks isn't bad because once they're all gone, like once nobody can find them on the pegs or anything like that, it's going to go up in price.
1: Yeah, that is very true. Very, very true. But see, I'm not buying figures. Like it, it's one of those things. I don't want to regret it later, but I'm not going to buy a figure just because it's going to go up in value. I'm not a reseller, so I don't really care. That doesn't ever weigh into my decision, but ugh am I going to regret not having it in a year and not buying it at the price that I saw it? I wouldn't buy it necessarily for an investment, but if I can go a year down the road in my head and say, am I going to regret not having this figure in my collection? It might be worth it jumping on it now. So sorry, babe. Uh, Jeff told me I had to buy the Hogan. All the listeners heard it. I have witnesses.
0: You're not a scalper. You're not looking at yourself in the mirror going, who's a dirty scalper. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, I, too, got the Zartan, and honestly, I don't even remember ordering it.
1: (laughs) Stop us if you've heard this one before. How did I have seven JYD retro figures?
0: (laughs) The funny thing is Zartan showed up a couple minutes ago, actually, before we started recording. And I was like, Hasbro Polis, did I order a Zartan? But then there was also a deep discount box, and I was like, Okay, cool. I picked up the Carrion Cross, which is actually a really, really good figure. Oh, nice. And this, this goes back to what we've been talking about, about how we don't want Mattel to lose the license because it seems like they're starting to hit a whole new gear.
1: And that's crazy, isn't it? Because they've been good or great, and then now what they're putting out is like, holy crap! Like that Zelina Vega, wow. The Vader, wow
0: exactly they're starting to hit a whole new gear with these figures and the carrying cross is no joke i mean it's just a great looking figure what i didn't know is when i popped open the box carrying cross was sitting right there i pulled the carrying cross out and underneath is an alistair black i was like oh. oh i guess i i guess i ordered alistair black too who's he oh um so he's this dude his name is tommy end oh um, he used to wrestle for PWG, but he can't carry his name over to WWE.
1: I see. I see. You're so smart.
0: <laughs> I'm a big fan of Kevin Steen, not <laughs> Kevin Owens.
1: <laughs> oh, by the way, in, in case Kevin Owens is listening, happy birthday, KO. <laughs> well, technically, it was on May 7th, so we're like a week late.
0: Did you do your uh, yearly happy birthday to him? I did. Okay. Good job, Mark. Um, Other than... <laughs>
1: I'm a fan of the guy. What can I say?
0: Uh, we both are. We've we've declared our love for Ko on this show from the get go.
1: Yes, the the greatest meet and greet wrestler since Roddy Piper. Uh, can't dispute that. Absolutely. Yep, he's the best, dude.
0: It was funny. I was talking to some people about Dallas next year, and you know what's funny is not being in Tampa in 2020 and being in Tampa this past year has made me really miss the Fig Life meetups.
1: Yes, absolutely. We're like two years off of it now.
0: And it's like, I'm fiending for bro hugs and to see everybody again. You know, it's just, I I really miss that. I miss seeing the Hovas. I miss seeing the James Franks. I miss seeing everybody part of the community. It's like next year, I really can't wait for the Fig Life meetup because this one, this one's going to be like WrestleMania three. It's going to be bigger, badder, better.
1: Yes. Absolutely. So we're already kind of starting to knock around locales for the meetup. Um, but it's going to be one of those things. You've got to make it out for it. We never charge. It's just show up, have fun, win some prizes, chat figures. It's, it's just going to be fun. And we've actually been knocking around the idea of doing like the main meetup and then kind of a adult version of the fig life meetup that would be in conjunction maybe with drunk wrestling history at a locale that definitely is not kid friendly. So let us know kind of what you think about that. We'll definitely be doing the fig life meetup, kid friendly, family friendly, the whole bit, but we're thinking about doing another one, a a more adult version. So if you're taking your kids, maybe you can find a sitter for the night and come hang out, have some beverages (laughs) with me, have some uh, Coca-Cola with Jeff. I don't know if just going to be drinking that regular Coca-Cola or maybe diet. So, we're kind of knocking the ra- knocking around the idea of maybe having two meetups next year. So, that's how much we miss hanging out with you guys.
0: Isn't it crazy how your taste buds just adapt to stuff like when I was younger, it was all about drinking Dr. Peppers and Pepsi and yes. Now now even drinking a regular Dr. Pepper or a Pepsi is just disgusting. It tastes like mud, dirt. Grossness.
1: Well, and you know what's funny is several people have told me that I don't drink as much soda as I used to. I do some maybe if I'm uh, doing shots, I'll use it as a chaser. But mostly I drink water. Like that's pretty much all I drink. But I had the other night we went to Chili's for dinner and I had a cherry Coke with dinner. I was just craving a soda. So I'm like, okay, I haven't had soda in hell long. I'll just have a cherry Coke. Dude, I drank like four of them. <laughs> Because they don't just get cherry Coke like out of the fountain, they actually do Coke and then they put grenadine in it. oh, dude, so I, good. if I could have run a mainline from the bar to my arm, I think <laughs> I would have i i think dude, I must have had like four of them. I'd like I couldn't stop. Cherry
0: Coke is your i v bag.
1: oh my gosh, it was so good, but that's the thing like now I'm sated i'm I'm not craving soda at all. Um, I get my bangs, so if that's a soda, then I guess I drink like four or five a week. But yeah, just I don't know with soda, dude. I just I don't crave it as much as I used to, but every once in a while I just get a hankering for it like I did at Chili's that night. We like walked in, I smelled fajitas and I'm like, "I want a cherry coke." Yeah, and I had like four of them. It was amazing.
0: It's like when I walk into Hooters, I'm like, "I need a diet Pepsi right now." Cuz it goes great with your wings, right? Oh, dude, you have no idea. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's like one of my weaknesses. I have to have that. Anyways,
1: and I can defend you, we did go to Hooters for the wings. Not the scenery for the wings scouts honor we did stop i'm trying to defend you
0: oh Gosh. don't defend. don't defend me dude
1: <laughs> you're like i'm a pig I admit i'm a
0: lot i'm a lost cause over here dude
1: <laughs> scott we have a
0: little bit of news what do you say we jump into it <laughs>
1: let's go talk about it oh you gonna learn today Scott, what you got for other news? Just one bit of news. And it's actually some pretty big news out of Super 7 this week. They have announced that they are putting up for pre-order until June 1st. So that only gives you a couple of weeks. They are putting up again for pre-order all four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Ultimates figures. Just until June 1st, expected in January of next year to have them in hand. But if you missed out on any of the four Turtles, you can now go and pre-order one or all of them at Super 7. I think they're like 45 each. It's basically 180 for the whole set. Awesome looking figures. They actually remind me of the 88 versions, but dressed up for 2021 or when you receive them 2022. But they've got like the punch out um, uh, accessories, the stars and the weapons and whatnot, how they came on that little the post, and you had to pluck them off of the posts. Do you remember that? Yeah, I sure do. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what they remind me of, but great-looking figures available to pre-order up until June 1st, and then you're out of luck. And that's it for other news. And that's it for other news. Scott, before we jump into the
0: meat and potatoes of the news, I want to thank Travis Fowler for sending this over to us. So there was a tweet thread going on. There was something about Adam Baum. Well... Adam Bomb responded, A.K.A. Brian Clark, and he said, "Very cool to see Adam Bomb on display." The person replied, "Spoiler alert! Your figure is one of the faves ever." Brian Clark, A.K.A. Adam Bomb, says, "So I hear. Wait till you see the new ones coming out." Mm. We don't know anything about Brian Clark, A.K.A. Adam Bomb, being under contract with Mattel. Um, nope. Zombie Sailor Cella. Junk Shop Dog. There's so many players in the game, it could be anybody right now.
1: Yeah, but you've got to figure if it's going to be Adam Baum, wouldn't that come from Mattel? Do other places have the right to make an Adam Baum figure?
0: No, it would have to be a Brian Clark figure.
1: It would have to be Brian Clark. Even Brian Clark from Chronic. I don't know if that would be available to anybody else to make. Because I don't know if WWE owns that or not. And Plus, why would you just want A Brian Clark chronic, like you'd want his tag team partner with him. So you've got to figure it's Adam bomb. At least the tone of that tweet made it sound like it. So I'm honestly hoping that it's from Mattel. We've already got the Adam bomb Hasbro figure. So I would love to see Mattel take a stab at Adam bomb.
0: We also got an Adam bomb Jack's classic too.
1: Well, yes, we did, but Mattel hasn't done him yet. So I'd love to see Mattel take a stab at him, make him an elite figure. Give him a little Nerf football. Give him the sunglasses. I'd love it.
0: (laughs) The Nerf football that everybody thought was an actual bomb.
1: Yes. Like (laughs) literally throwing bombs. I'm surprised WWE didn't, or WWF, didn't put a little graphic of explosions in the crowd. (laughs) Like kids flying out of their seat. (laughs) He got me, Mom. All right, moving on to the news. Scott Zombie Sailor showed off pretty
0: Paul Roma. He will be next up to be done in the zombie sailor line paul roma does have what appears now now remember this is a grayed out drawing it looks like the white t-shirt obviously it can't say power and glory on the front but it looks like it says roma
1: in that in that same kind of font
0: right so it looks like it's going to be from his power and glory days And also this past week, Zombie Sailor showed off the painted final product of Sabu. That is on his Instagram, Zombie Sailor. You can check it out. Looks good.
1: Yeah, sculpted scars. The sculpt job on the face as well looks incredible. So well done all around. Again, it doesn't fit into why I would be buying those. But if you're an ECW fan, you got to jump all over that. That Sabu figure is incredible. Maybe one of the best ever, if not the best ever that I've seen.
0: Well, Paul Roma does fit into that era you talk about.
1: Yes, he does. He does. Absolutely. Dino Bravo does as well, to an extent. Because remember, Dino Bravo's last big match in WWF, to the best of my memory, was WrestleMania 7 against Tornado, where he lost.
0: So let me ask you a question, Scott. What deters you from picking up more of the zombie sailor figures? Is it the fact that the scary price point is less than 40 they won't give an official price but he says less than 40 so it could be 39.99 but are you like steve when steve was on the show he said he views them as customs what kind of deters you the most from zombie sailor figures
1: well i don't want to say like scare or deter i mean i think that they're great looking from what i've seen so far from the sketches and then some of the finished products that he's shown Mm -hmm. the price is definitely something to do with it like retros were more palatable at like 10 bucks You know, even if they didn't fit into the Hasbro scheme of things with that particular era, 90 to 95, eh, they're only 10 bucks, whatever. But that $40 price tag, and again, we don't know if it's going to be under that or above. He said it's going to be under, but after shipping, who knows? But the price point definitely weighs into it. I think they're going to be excellent quality from what I've seen so far. That Sabu, as we mentioned, looks amazing. But it would be more if they fit into that era that I talked about, 90 to 95, That would be the tipping point for me. But then the price tips it the other way. So right off the bat, off of a series one, I'm going to pass. The Earl Hebner looks great. The Dino Bravo looks great. But I can't warrant the price tag for them. And that's just me. If you have the funds for them, I highly recommend them. I wish I had unlimited funds and I would totally fit them in to my budget and my collection. But unfortunately, I can't. I, I don't have unlimited funds. I would totally grab the Hebner first. That would be my first choice because I love the fact that we're finally getting a ref in Hasbro form, but it's not necessarily scary or deterring, but number one, they would have to fit in that 90 to 95 era and be a more palatable price point for me. But again, that's just me and that's my budget. That doesn't speak for anybody else.
0: I'm actually surprised you would get Hebner first. Like I look at series one and the only one I want is Dino Bravo.
1: Well, uh, you understandably hate Hebner.
0: <laughs> He's... He screwed Brett. <laughs> hey, Brett had creative control. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here we uh, go again. <laughs> um, as i said before on the show, if it wasn't Hebner and it was Tommy Young, I would have been all over it and I would have been picking up two from series one. But okay. as of right now, I'm just picking up the Dino Bravo. I do understand Steve Fountas when he was on, he said he views them as customs and maybe we do have to kind of get that out of our minds that they're not customs. He did go out and get the licenses for them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he has
1: root at sketching them. Like he's trying to keep it as legit as possible. It seems like every detail has been paid attention to minus the mechanism. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe that wasn't feasible and didn't fit. So, you know, kudos. It's done a great job. It's very faithful to the original Hasbro's aside from the mechanisms.
0: Well, if I'm not mistaken, Zombie Sailor has said that the mechanisms would have been extra cost and these were already kind of getting pricey as it was. So, you know, he had to kind of cut back on some things.
1: Well, sure. I get that because you want to keep that price point as nice as possible to the people that are buying them. So I get that. You're like, okay, do they want a great looking figure or is the mechanism completely necessary? And at the end of the day, you know, you're buying custom Hasbros from people anyway that don't have a mechanism perhaps, and that's not a big deal. So maybe that weighed into his decision to say, you know what? Screw the mechanism. Let's just get a great looking figure out there that is as close to a Hasbro as possible, minus the mechanism.
0: Scott, moving along to AEW. AEW popped up on Amazon, and this is what it says on Amazon. All Elite Wrestling, Dash, Unrivaled Figures Battle Pack Plus Accessory, $29.99. Battle Pack? (laughs) <laughs> right below that, it says AEW All Elite Wrestling, two-figure pack, six-inch accessory, unrivaled figure, $39.99. Then right below that, it says AEW figure pack, unrivaled figure, wave 5 $19.99. So those did pop up on
1: Amazon this past week. So they took battle pack from Mattel? <laughs> I guess so. Mattel dropped it and AEW immediately, or Jazzwares immediately swooped in. They're like, we'll take that. Thank you.
0: (laughs) So those popped up on Amazon when you search AEW unrivaled figures.
1: Well, they stole the beer bath from Austin with the champagne shower. Oh, okay. Stealing battle pack from uh, Mattel makes sense, I guess. (laughs) Zing. Just kidding, AEW fans. Just put down your pitchforks. I'm just kidding. Only one AEW fan with one pitchfork.
0: (laughs) You son of a... (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And Scott, you saw that GameStop has AEW figures, huh? And they're gone. All right. We're going to type this in and we're going to do a search and we're going to put in our credit card and it's gone.
1: (laughs) I went on and looked today. I was seeing everybody was talking about it being on GameStop, which is great. Because GameStop hasn't had wrestling figures since they dropped WWE a while ago. Remember when they were selling $5 elites? They're like, yeah, never again with these wrestling figures. But, you know, maybe AEW will prove more profitable for them. I really hope it does. It's another outlet to get your hands on these figures that are hard to get your hands on. But good on GameStop. Good on AEW. It's another outlet for them to sell figures. I should say Jazzwares, not AEW in particular. But great to have another outlet to get them. Great to see them selling out of the pre-orders already, too. So assuming they're happy with the immediate sellout, we should be seeing Series 6 after Series 5 sold out. Series 6 seems like it makes a lot of sense to hit GameStop again.
0: I was listening to you and Breaker talk on You Know It's Fake, right? And by the way, great job, dude.
1: Oh, thank you. Breaker always is just so easy to talk to. Like, I could talk to him for like two or three hours and not even realize it. Well,
0: it was funny. I actually didn't want that conversation to end. You two, it, it felt like that conversation could have gone past that Uh, time marking or whatnot. Anyways, I mean, it was really, really good. You guys did great. I mean, not better than mine, but I mean, I thought you guys did really, really well.
1: I mean, I mean- Well, uh, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. The
0: chemistry with me and Breaker is better, but I thought you guys did fantastic.
1: (laughs) You know what I love most about you is your modesty.
0: Oh, thanks, dude. Anyways, I thought that uh, you guys did great, but anyways, you guys were talking about AEW and Breaker brought up that Jeremy has mentioned that he didn't want- Figures sitting on shelves and then representatives from Walmart walking down and seeing AEW figures clogging up their shelves and they're like why are these figures clogging you know he he didn't Jeremy didn't want the question marks and stuff like that so
1: right so now they're walking down the aisle going who is Riho And why do we have 46 of her figure?
0: (laughs) You know what's funny, dude, is everybody is finding the Vader figure at their targets, and everybody's like, oh, it's going to be the new Bobby Heenan. I will be damned if it's the next Bobby Heenan. I am going to go in and purchase every single (laughs) Vader to make sure that is not the next Bobby Heenan. You know what, though? I do have to admit, it's great seeing figures on the pegs, and it's not that, you know, that loss of breath, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to find this. It's there. Yes. Now, granted,
1: I have not seen it. You haven't seen the Vader yet. I
0: haven't. Our local Target hasn't gotten it. And to be honest, I've been helping out Celeste uh, after her surgery. So I haven't really left the house much, but I haven't seen it. But everybody's taken pictures. Oh, Vader's clogging up the pegs. Cena's clogging up the pegs. I'm happy to see the legends on the pegs, dude. That's outside of Bobby.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I don't know that Vader or even Cena is necessarily going to be the next Bobby, but you're right. It's good to see them on the pegs. I think that those two figures, the Cena and the Vader, I I think Cena would be my pick to be the next Bobby Heenan, but it better not be Vader. (laughs) Cause like you, I'm starting to see those, those peg cloggers, like just rows of Vader. And I'm like, oh man, don't make him the next Heenan or target Tito. Like we've raved about him and he's about to become a joke. Like, don't do it. Buy Vaders up, please.
0: Well, I'm just happy to see figures on the pegs. Um, that isn't Bobby Heenan or the WrestleMania elites.
1: Yes. Yes, which is everything that our target had.
0: <laughs> we need another pandemic to wipe out the figures and the bobbies.
1: <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> Let's all of a sudden drive up the prices on the Bobby. Those things will vanish quickly.
0: And before we jump into the next segment, Scott, this is hilarious.
1: Not figure-related either. So, sorry, people that just want to hear about wrestling figures, but we thought this was interesting.
0: Per Target, to ensure the safety of our guests and team members, effective May 14th, Major League Baseball, National Football League, National Basketball Association, and... Pokemon trading cards will no longer be sold in stores until further notice. What did you guys do? That's <laughs> that's a no.
1: They said for the the safety of guests and store employee, who was in there throwing hands? <laughs> Deonte. <laughs> yeah, it was probably Deonte. <laughs> Walks in in like his Cannibal Corp shirt. He's like, "Give me that pack of cards, son." He had to lay somebody out
0: the safety like the ps5 never got to that point did it of course the baseball cards aren't worth 500 bucks or 400 bucks like the ps5 is but like seriously like who was getting into fights over baseball cards
1: well look people got into fights for cabbage patch kids back in the day right touche it's it's one of those things look i almost got into a fight over starting lineups in the mid 90s good point So it happens. Two guys fought right before we got to a Toys R Us looking for starting lineup figures.
0: Shaquille O'Neal, was it his rookie
1: starting lineup? I believe it was. Yeah, Yeah, and two dudes were in a Toys R Us. Two grown men, mind you, throwing hands over a shack toy in a Toys R Us in the early to mid-90s. What a joke. So I think maybe it's an exaggeration of safety. We would have seen videos of people throwing hands over cards. I haven't seen it yet. I do watch a lot of videos, but I have not seen throwing hands over a pack of baseball cards yet. I'm sure there might be a video or two out there of that, but maybe it's an exaggeration safety. But the way I look at it is less competition at Target for collectibles.
0: That's a good point, man. Um, Norm has a job where he gets to go to Target early in the morning, like about 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. So he was always texting GBM and myself The line for cards that were outside the Target stores that would go out the entrance and down. And I always laughed about it. I was like, are you serious over cards? This is nuts. This is the 80s all over again.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: And you were talking about it before we started uh, recording tonight. You said it was because of the last dance. Or uh, your personal opinion is that it was all because of the last dance.
1: Yeah. Personal opinion. That's where this fire started. 100%, you cannot change my mind. That's just my opinion. But when that show came out or that series came out, everybody was hunting down that Michael Jordan rookie card again. It started building up those feelings of nostalgia. People were going and getting their old cards out of storage, looking at those. Now, maybe they're going to go out and buy some more cards just to get that feeling again. Then the market takes off. That's just my opinion that that's what sparked it. I'm going to stick to digital cards on my phone. Same.
0: I think those make me happier.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I don't have to compete with anybody for a pack. I don't have to throw hands and worry about my safety at Target.
0: Well, you don't have to worry about your safety at Target anymore, dude. They're getting rid of the cards.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what, though? Like I said, it's less competition for collectibles because maybe there were those guys that just showed up at Target for baseball cards or football cards, whatever. But then we're like, oh, I hear this G.I. Joe toy or I hear this Masters of the Universe or this wrestling figure are going for quite a bit of money. While I'm here looking at cards, let me go back and see if I can pluck one of those off the pegs. So maybe those guys won't be a target anymore.
0: Scott, that is it for the news. We are going to jump into WWE Elite Series 15. What you say? Let's do it. To jump into WWE Elite Series 15, but before we do, head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. You can follow along with us over there. Check out the figures that we are talking about tonight in WWE Elite Series 15. You can follow along, you can bring up the picture while we discuss the figure. If you guys have any fond memories of them, always hit us up on Twitter and you can <coughs> share those memories of any of these figures from WWE Elite Series 15. So again, wrestling figure database dot. Scott, what you got for Series 15?
1: Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite Series 15 consisted of Evan Bourne. And Evan was packaged in his green tights, was wearing black boots, had the penny, quote unquote, tag belt, and an airborne shirt. Those were his accessories. The airborne shirt was the Polly Pocket style, was not cloth goods. Next up, Mark Henry. He was in his black and red singlet and was packaged with the big gold belt world title. Next up, and this is, I believe, his 56th entry into the Elite line in (laughs) Series 15, Rey Mysterio. He was in his purple and yellow gear and had a purple and yellow mask matching accessory. Next up, R-Truth. He was in dark blue jeans and was packaged with a white vest and wrist tie accessories. Sin Cara was in blue and gold tights and had a gold vest accessory it was like a almost like a long vest jacket but jeff you have noted on here that there might have been a yellow variant
0: i don't know if it was a variant or not but the one that i have he was in a kind of a darker gold but if you looked on wrestling figure database there was one where he was in like a yellow jacket
1: interesting i really like that accessory too it's it's got the sleeves cut off but it's that long i call it like a vest jacket i guess but it's got the sleeves off and it's a long jack like edges jacket i guess but minus the sleeves right and last in the lineup it's a flashback the great yoko zuna had a cloth goods checkered gi and was in his red sumo tights outstanding figure and that rounds out Mattel WWE Series 15.
0: Okay, so I should have done my research, but how many Rey Mysterios are we up to now?
1: I believe that I said 56 in Series 15.
0: So Jeremy Padauer basically saw Rey Mysterio in all the elite lines and he's all, you know, if I ever do a <laughs> random organization that just happens to <laughs> pop up, I'm going to take one of their guys and I'm going to just put them into every line. That guy is now Cody Rhodes. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea that Mattel did with Rey Mysterio. That's brilliant.
1: <laughs> yep. Mattel Elite Ray equals Jazzwear's AEW Cody.
0: <laughs> Evan Bourne was a pretty good looking figure. It felt basic, but it looked good. And that was part of his Airborne tag team with Kofi Kingston. Henry looked cool. He just had a world title. Sinkara was a good-looking figure despite not being the biggest fan of the character, and yeah. I believe he No, Yokozuna was the hottest figure. Uh, a lot of people oh, for sure. A yes. lot of people were after the Yoko. It took me a while to find that figure. So
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so Yoko was the best-looking figure in this series.
1: I totally agree with you. I loved the Polly pocket look on Evan Bourne with the shirt. It made sense as opposed to the cloth goods. While the robe or the, the checkered gi that Yokozuna was wearing as a soft goods made more sense. And the polypocket Pocket style vest jacket that Sin Cara had made sense for him. It looked better than a soft goods would have. So Mattel really played their cards right in this one in deciding between soft and polypocket Pocket style clothing for the characters. So loved that selection by Mattel. I want to give them kudos for that. But I agree with you. The Yokozuna was the best. I don't want to overlook the R-Truth too much. That R-Truth was good as well. But Yoko was definitely the star of the set.
0: Yeah, definitely. At least in our opinion, it, it was. Some people may say it was the Sin Cara because they love the look of Sinkara.
1: Oh, he's an amazing looking figure. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Scott, I went on to eBay and pulled the most recent sellings. And how many are on there right now? So for Evan Bourne, there are zero on eBay. The most recent one of Evan Bourne Series 15 was sold on March 26th for $99.99. Mark Henry, two on eBay right now. One is a buy it now for $200. And the other one is also a buy it now for $222.22, both with free shipping. Most recent sold On eBay was one for $200 plus $13.90 shipping on April 22nd. Rey Mysterio. There are three on eBay right now, ranging from $79.99 to $110. Actually, that's the lowest Rey Mysterio I think we've posted so far out of his... uh, We're up to Series 15 out of his 15 Elite figures.
1: Yes, you're right.
0: The most recent sold on February 28th. So it's going back a few months. For $59.99 plus $10.10 shipping. R-Truth. There are two on eBay. $85.99 plus $9.90 shipping. And another one for $93 plus free shipping. Most recent sold. May 1st for $61.99 plus free shipping. Sincara, As of right now. There are two on eBay. $44.99 plus $14.85 shipping. And $60 even plus $10 shipping. The most recent sold April 5th for 55 bucks, which is funny, dude. You know what? This figure was difficult to get because a lot of people were after that Sin Cara figure was his first figure in the elite line.
1: It, It
0: looked cool. Like a lot of deco went into it. I remember this figure being a little bit higher on the secondary market, despite it seemed like we were able to find it at Toys R Us out here.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that that value didn't keep increasing. Right. Like its value hasn't really held up cuz this figure is what 8 8 years old? Uh eight, I
0: think 8 or 9 years old. Yeah, something Maybe like Maybe
1: 9? Yeah, and it just it hasn't escalated as some of these other figures have. Yeah, it is kind of surprising.
0: And last Yokozuna in the checkered gi there is one on eBay right now for $140 plus $8.50 shipping. Most recent sold was On April 28th for $67.50 plus $15.20 shipping. So here's a funny story, dude. As I was pulling the numbers for this Yokozuna, there was the one that sold on April 28th that I just read off. But right above that, on May 3rd, a loose one sold for $100. Oh, (laughs) what? (laughs) So the carded one had sold a week earlier for $67.50. And then a week later, a loose one sells for 100 bucks. Like, that just seems backwards to me.
1: Oh, totally. It should be the exact opposite. How funny.
0: Scott, that rounds out Series 15. We need to get into the listener segment. What did you say? Let's go talk to them. And I just want to hear from
1: my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners.
0: Scott, first question comes in from Bevan Boychuk. He says, hey, Jeff and Scott wanted to ask you about the Mattel Elite lines of two-packs. They seem to be gaining steam with the cool moments and matches they are portraying. Jeff Hardy versus Triple H, Roddy Piper versus Mr. T, Bret Hart versus Goldberg. What are some matches or moments you would want to see in the Elite two-pack line? Oh, I'll stop right there, Bevan. Hold on. Let me answer for Scott. Hi, my name is Scott Toon. And I want Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man from WrestleMania 3. My name is Scott Toon.
1: When did I start sounding like Colonel Sanders? When you dressed like him a couple weeks ago? Oh, good point. <laughs> good point. Yeah, he speaks through me. <laughs> I bleed fried chicken.
0: Let me see what else. What other matches does Scott want to see that I can do in his Colonel Sanders voice? <laughs> Go ahead. We're all waiting. My name is Scott. And. <laughs> I want Hogan and Andre from WrestleMania three as well. Thank you. My name is Scott. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Can you say
1: 11 herbs and spices, please?
0: (laughs) My name is Scott and I love 11 herbs and spices.
1: (laughs) That was horrible. That was your worst impression, (laughs) right? When you had to nail it, you failed. (laughs) You jerk.
0: (laughs) Back to Bevan. He says, personally, I would want to see sting versus Hollywood Hogan from Starcade 97. That's actually a great call. Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 14 shout out to Jack's for giving us that and a Vincent Shane depicting their 98 looks Vince in the suit Shane in his baseball Jersey ring gear. It was hard to not use Bret Hart moments for all these, but let's hear from you guys. Oh crap. I just answered for Scott.
1: <laughs> hey, thanks dude. You answered all my bits for me. <laughs> Whoops. In Colonel Sanders voice, no less.
0: Okay. So two packs, uh, First one for me, and I know he said it was hard not to use Brett, but I'm I'm going to just dip into that well right now. I'm going to say Brett and Perfect from 91 or Brett and Bulldog from 92.
1: Oh, okay. So you took mine. I was going to use Brett and Bulldog from SummerSlam.
0: Okay. I'm just going to get the Brett Harts out of the way right now. Brett and Austin from, oh well, Jax did that one as well. Brett and Austin from WrestleMania 13. I'm just going to get oh. all the Bretts out of the way.
1: It's just because Jax did, it doesn't mean that Mattel can't take a stab at it. There's always going to be overlap.
0: Oh that's true. Um I mean obviously you could do Undertaker and Shawn and you can do the WrestleMania 25 match or you can go back to Shawn's 90s look and maybe do a Hell in the Cell match or uh, from their first Hell in the Cell match. Um uh, obviously the, we have a Triple H coming with Jeff Hardy.
1: I would like to see a Razor and Shawn from 10. Okay. I think that would be cool especially like they do with the Elite ones all the accessories come with them. But I'm going to go kind of like oddball, but it's two guys that Mattel has under a deal and can make, and it would actually tie into a recommendation that you had last week, Jeff, when we were talking about Mattel getting out all the figures they could of a name in his different uh, characters that he portrayed. Shawn Michaels as one half of the Rockers and Ric Flair. Oh, Okay. A lot of people say like that was kind of the match that made them say, okay, this kid's got it. He can do it on his own. Let's break up the rockers.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: Yeah. I think that one would be cool. We haven't gotten a rocker Shawn Michaels in quite a while. We'll get that Ric Flair early nineties look. I think that'd be cool. Another one I'd like to see. And while both guys have been done, in fact, one of them we just talked about possibly being the next Bobby Heenan peg warmer. And one of them was in a hall of champions assortment that I never even saw. But how about Ron Simmons and Vader? Ooh,
0: great call. Great call. I love that.
1: I would love to see that. And to go along with Bevan's suggestion of sting and Hogan sting and Vader. you get another surfer sting.
0: Yep. Well, Scott, as of today, today is May 13th. There are 233 days until January 1st, 2022. Still no talk of the contract.
1: No, no, there's not. And that's, uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but we're all kind of waiting on pins and needles here. Like, do we have a deal? Are we going to keep going with Mattel? Do I need to reshuffle my wall? Like what's going on guys? (laughs) Oh, you know what? I got one more to throw in there. Oh, go for it. And I went a little flare heavy. I apologize. I'm gonna do it again. Flare and dusty. Yes,
0: absolutely. You know what? I'm going to throw one in and I know this is going to hit all of your senses, Bailey and Sasha
1: okay I would absolutely love that yes from their takeover match I totally dig it
0: Bevan thank you I hope we answered some of your questions and uh Scott through uh for some reason went into a Colonel Sanders voice I don't know why (laughs) I don't know what he's doing over there
1: I have Miami Cola and Kentucky Fried Chicken coursing through the veins
0: thank you again Bevan Scott next question comes from Ryan Belisle Hey, got a question for next week's show. So I figured I'd ask before I forget. How did you, Jeff, become a Bills fan? And Scott, how did you become a Yankees fan? Being that you are both from California. Like, I'm from New England area, and I love the Celtics, Bruins, and Red Sox.
1: Sorry, Scott. He
0: actually put, sorry, Scott, in parentheses.
1: I appreciate the apology.
0: But I'm not a fan of the New England Patriots my man (laughs) (laughs) i am a huge dallas cowboys fan don't at me i don't want to hear it (laughs) and my reason for that is my stepdad when he was a kid there was no new england football team so he was at first a fan of the cleveland browns but then the cowboys came into the league and he wanted to have a team that his brother wasn't also a fan of so he started following the cowboys and when i was growing up that's who I watched, so I just became a fan. And Jeff, don't you dare badmouth my football team because just remember, and that's all I say, hope you're doing good. I I can't say anything because 92 and 93 sucked, or was it 90, 93 and 94? Anyways, that sucked. Um, yep. So I'm going to try to condense this as short as possible. So I was a huge Niners fan growing up, a huge Montana, huge Rice fan. Well, one day I was sick. I remember I had the flu. In fact, this is why I don't eat Oreos to this day, Scott, because I threw up Oreos.
1: <laughs> going back to no Oreos, no peanut butter.
0: And no uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Anyways.
1: <laughs> you tortured soul.
0: I am. Um, and Sbarro's Pizza, but I don't even know if those still exist. Anyways,
1: <laughs>
0: g- going back. So I had the flu one day, and I was sick as a dog, and I remember I popped on football. And I remember there was a team with red, white, and blue. And I was watching them, and I'm like, wow, these guys are fun to watch. It was Jim Kelly. It was Thurman. It was Andre. We all know the team of the late eighties, early nineties. And I'm like, man, these guys are fun to watch. But I was such a huge Niners fan. I didn't think about it. Well, fast forward one season and I see that team again. And I was like, where the hell is Buffalo? Sorry to all, <laughs> sorry to GBM and Hova out there. Uh, but I, literally over here in California, I was like, where the hell is Buffalo? You know, that's a weird name. But again, these guys were so fun to watch, and they were airing it out, and <laughs> Kelly had a million yards passing and 9,000 touchdowns in one game, which is a record. Zero
1: Super Bowl rings. Uh, hey, Dick. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: And so I started to follow them after that. Well, that was the season that they hit the Super Bowl the first time against the Giants. Well, I was hating the Giants. Sorry, Luis. I was hating the <laughs> Giants because... They had knocked out Montana and had beaten the 49ers. So I still had the love of the 49ers, but I was following this Buffalo team. Well, they went into the Super Bowl. Uh, Thurman rushed for a messload of yards, and I just loved watching them play. Well, that changed my allegiance right there. Even though they lost the Super Bowl, I still continued to watch them, and I just fell in love with the team. That's how I became a Bills fan and a diehard Bills fan to this day.
1: Stupid Scott Norwood.
0: Yeah, I know, right? 40, Places out. Was it a 47, 48-yard field goal? You should be making those.
1: I can. make It was makeable, especially in the Super Bowl. I'll
0: tear a hamstring, but I can make that.
1: <laughs> Scott Norwood. <laughs> <laughs> Wide right, you a-hole. <laughs> so to answer your question about Yankees, I was collecting baseball cards and just saw one of this dude named Don Mattingly. And I was looking at his stats on the back of the card, and I was like, oh, man, this guy's pretty good. So you start watching baseball and you start watching Don Mattingly. And I just love the way he played. And I became a fan of Mattingly and then just became a fan of the Yankees because I wanted Mattingly to win. So then I wanted the Yankees to win. And that's how I became a fan of the Yankees. And I was also a fan of the A's. Um, Not much anymore with the A's. The Yankees have become just my team. But we (laughs) – and I'll never forget 1988 – it was well. No, I take that back. It was either eighty-eight or it was eighty-nine. I want to say it was eighty-eight. The A's played the Yankees twelve times, and I believe six of those games were played at the Coliseum. I went to all six games at the Coliseum. The A's won, and I watched all of the other six games on TV when the A's played the Yankees. The A's won those as well. The Yankees went zero and twelve against the Oakland A's and I can't remember if it was the 88 or the 89 season but I'm like damn they don't play good but I love this Mattingly guy so (laughs) Mattingly is the reason that I love the Yankees even when they were getting beat up and then of course we all know what happened in the mid-90s they got some kid named Derek Jeter and he took him to the promised land many many times over but that's where my love of the Yankees started really was with Don Mattingly
0: such an overrated shortstop
1: Mattingly played first base, dude.
0: I'm talking about Jeter.
1: How dare you? (laughs) How dare... Okay, now the listeners can pick up their pitchforks and torches. March to Alameda.
0: (laughs) Do you think he would have been in the Hall of Fame if he played for the Royals?
1: If he played for the Royals? Um, hmm. I'll leave it at that. (sighs) Well, look, the Royals did win a world championship in the mid-2010s, so possibly...
0: And they did it without Jeter. So, see, you just proved my point.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) hate you so much. I hate you so much.
0: His penis should be in the Hall of Fame, I'll tell you that. Whoa, easy. It hands out gift boxes. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways. Oh, by the way, we have breaking news. The Avalanche just won the President's Trophy, speaking of sports.
1: Oh, they beat the Kings tonight, and so they're the number one team.
0: They are the number one team.
1: Boy, you That's That's big. Dude, you called it, dude. They're too good. And I, I, I hate to go into like a whole sports tangent on our wrestling figure podcast, but they're that good. When the Sharks beat the Avalanche a couple seasons ago in the playoffs, yeah, I said it right there, that's the last time the Sharks are going to beat the Avalanche in the playoffs for a very, very long time. Like you could see Colorado was still young. They didn't really know how to how to win yet, how to put their foot on their opponent's throat. But I remember telling Shannon, like, I really think that's the last time the Sharks beat the Avalanche in the playoffs for a very long time. You could just see how good they were and how much better they were going to get with the young guys that are on their team. From McCarr on the back end to McKinnon in the front. Strong, strong squad. And I'm saying it right now. It's either going to be the Avs or the Vegas Knights that win the Stanley Cup. And I hate saying that it could be the Vegas Knights. So I really hope It's the avalanche.
0: Well, the avalanche couldn't figure out how to win against Dallas in the bubble last
1: postseason, but that's a whole different story. That was a whole different story, dude. I don't really count that.
0: Yeah. We love sports over here. So, you know, we like, and also we like breaking up the monotony of toys. It's like, I like Jerry, the King Lawler Elite Hall of Fame.
1: (laughs) Nobody talks like that. Stop it. We're not that Hmm. old.
0: Hi, my name is Scott. Thank you again, Ryan Scott. Next audio comes in from the great, the wonderful, the man that always takes the initiative to spay and neuter his cats, Justin Summers.
2: Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. Now, I want to go back to last week's question because you guys mentioned a bunch of rejected names of your pets. And I I kind of explained to you the background for Brownie's name of like some of the names that we we toss back and forth and I didn't really explain much for the other two. For Zul it's not too much of a story. I was literally between two names personally and I got her when I was single so it was just you know up to me to pick the name. And I was between Zul because of my love of Ghostbusters but I'm also a huge fan of Doctor Who, especially the Matt Smith era for those who are fans of the show, and because my dog is a female, I was going to name her Pond, yes, Pond, P-O-N-D, after the character Amy Pond, and there's a little kind of a, I don't want to call it a catchphrase, but it's a line that the doctor would say, and say, come along, Pond, and I would say that to my dog, so I was in between Both of those, and I think I posted something on Facebook and Instagram with both names and the one that got a lot more reaction, a lot more comments, and I didn't say that I was, you know, which one you think's the best, but a lot of people loved Zool, so I stuck with Zool. And as far as Dexter goes, now this one's obviously a little bit different because obviously, like I said, it was me and my fiance picking out the name. Now, I had a couple names that I wanted to go with, and I've always wanted to do this for a kid, but not actually do it. The idea is to give a name to a baby before they're born, but have it not be their real name. You just tell everybody this fake name. Because my last name is Summers, I always said if it was a boy, the fake name we would give is Scott. I know, such a great name. And if it was a girl, it would be Buffy. And we were tr- when we were trying to pick out a name for Dexter, I was trying to go along those lines but obviously it would be dexter's real name and one that kept getting shot down that i loved because i personally like to give my pets a unique name or at least have a unique reason behind it not just like oh i'm gonna name my dog buster because i think he looks like a buster like no i want to give it like a really different name so that's why i have zool and that's why we have brownie if dexter it's it sounds normal but When you explain the love of the TV show Dexter, and that's what he was named after, it fits. That's kind of of what I like it. So the name that I kept going with, or at least one of the ones that I remember going with, was Cable. And that would be from the X-Men comics. Because his real last name is Summers. I think I had a couple other ones, but I remember always wanting to name him Cable. But like I said, just kept getting shot down. So... Enough of that, let's talk about this week's question. And I saw this on Instagram from a wrestler. She put it in her Instagram stories and I told her I liked it. I'm gonna start using on wrestling cheers too. So here's the question, cause I love doing food questions. We love talking about food. And this is a this or that question too, on top of it. And Scott, we can relate this to Taco Bell if we want. No, no, not, not the Mexican pizza. Tacos or burritos? Got to pick one. And I think that's really tough. There's a lot of burritos, especially, you know, a Taco Bell that I really like. And also, if you want to go that route, you have stuff like Chipotle. And you also have all the other Mexican restaurants in the world. Just had a burrito, I think, last weekend that was at one of my favorite Mexican restaurants. And it was, oh, so good, so good. And then there's tacos. Everybody loves tacos. Taco Tuesday. And, you know, there's there's that whole thing. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to have to go with tacos. And it's for one reason, because if you put all the tacos in front of me, all the burritos in front of me, like all the different kinds of both, I will potentially go to the Doritos Locos Tacos first, because that's one of my favorites. Now, as I say this, I do think of one of my go-to orders at every Mexican restaurant. I go to contains a taco and a burrito and that taco is very good. The, The burrito is great too, but Uh, That taco is, is amazing. But much like a lot of food questions, there is no right or wrong. But where do you guys sit? Tacos or burritos? Again, sorry, Scott. No Mexican pizza. That will do it for me this week. Thank you for everything you guys do. And as I'm finished recording this, you guys are about to start recording. So I need to get this over to you really quick. Have a good one, guys. Later.
1: Jeff, can I just say, well, first off, Justin, thank you for the question. I love it. And while we're on the topic of uh, animal names real quick, I do want to point out that my accomplice on Drunk Wrestling History, Eddie, he and his wife have two cats, both orange. Guess what their names are?
0: Uh, Davy and Dynamite.
1: See, that's an excellent recommendation because they are both boys. But being that they're both humongous fans of The Office – Oh. They named them Dunder and Mifflin. Ha, 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 that joke falls flat on me. Go for it. But, but not with most of our listeners, so wanted to throw that out there. Also not a joke. They have Dunder and Mifflin running around their house.
0: It should so, be, be Davy and Dynamite or B. Brian and Jumping Jim.
1: Okay. Or Dennis and Bobby, <laughs> Oh, which are horrible name for cats. Dennis, get off the counter.
0: All right, all right, all right. Uh, get into uh, Justin's foodie question.
1: Bobby, stop licking your butthole. So (laughs) to get into it, let me just first say thank you, Justin, for the amazing question. I love it. Tacos or burritos. It's the the age-old war. No right or wrong answers. Just really, really strong opinions. You mentioned the Doritos taco at Taco Bell. My favorite there out of the tacos happens to be one that got discontinued, unfortunately, and that's the double-decker. Highly... Highly underrated on the Taco Bell menu. They took it away like they do with most of their popular menu items. I loved it. You got the best of both worlds. You got the soft taco and the crunchy taco in one beautiful package. Can never get it again, unfortunately. But you can always make them at home. So there's some comfort in that. Speaking of Mexican pizzas, Del Taco currently has three, I guess you could call them pizza type things on their menu. It's almost like a Mexican pizza, but serves as more of, I guess, like the spicy tostada that Taco Bell had on the menu for a while and also got rid of, but they've got three variations of it. And the way I'm looking at it is because we don't have a Del Taco here in Tracy, but there are Del Tacos in Modesto, Manteca, Stockton. They're drivable, but I'm thinking I get two of those and you stack them. So you get the cheaper one for the bottom and you get like the top of the line one for the top. You smell what I'm cooking here, Jeff?
0: I'm with you, dude.
1: Okay, okay. I haven't tried it yet, but I've heard that they're good. Uh, Tim reached out, said it was decent, but you can't think of it as a Mexican pizza. And Scott, my coworker, said the same thing. Both said they were good. Both said not a Mexican pizza. But if you stack them, you got a Mexican pizza. But to Justin's question, burritos. Every time I go to a Mexican place, every single time I go to a Mexican place, be it tried and true be it a brand new spot, especially a brand new spot, Carne Asada Super Burrito. Every time, Carne Asada Super Burrito. Sometimes I get it wet with the sauce on top and the cheese. It's awesome. But anytime specifically I go to a new place, that tells me if I'm going to go back. Carne Asada Super Burrito. If it's awesome, I'm going back. If it's not great, I've got other staple taquerias in town I'm going to. But that is my go to. I love a taco, absolutely love tacos. But a burrito is just like one step above.
0: I do the same exact thing as you do. I the way I determine if a taqueria is good is by a carne asada burrito, carne asada burrito, whole beans, no rice, and extra sour cream. Don't put lettuce in it.
1: No, no lettuce in the burrito. Mm-mm. Yeah,
0: I, if you put lettuce in it, I'm not coming back. You're out. No,
1: yep. no, get, disqualified.
0: Yeah, get that nonsense out of there.
1: Yeah, but if I wanted a salad, I'd order a salad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if that burrito that I just ordered, the carne asada burrito, is delicious, I'm gonna be back. Yep. If it's mediocre, it may be like, uh, are they open late? You know, are they closing soon? Or you know, where am I on time? But if it's bad, I'm never going back. That's the bottom line.
1: Or if so, there's lettuce, never going back.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's how I determine if a taqueria is good. I am a burrito person over here. I just love burritos. I'm all about burritos. So um also, I just got done watching a documentary on Nickelodeon on Hulu. And Justin, I think you're missing the boat by not you, you said you like to name animals or babies before they're born. If it's a boy, why don't you name it Mark Summers? <laughs>
1: Of Double Dare fame. Well done. Yes.
0: Yes. I just got done watching that Nickelodeon documentary and I loved it. And um, they talked about Double Dare and about Mark Summers. And I was like, oh, Summers, like Justin Summers.
1: (laughs) I love it. You know, Mark Summers actually went on to do a show on Food Network called Unwrapped. Oh, did he? Yeah. And it was where they basically showed like how all these different types of foods like candies and whatnot were made. Like they'd go to the factories. But yeah, Mark Summers was the host as good as always, like as good as he was in Double Dare. That dude is incredible.
0: He was fantastic in Double Dare. Um, He was. I highly recommend that documentary as well. There's a little bit of a lull in the middle when they start talking about, was it Camp Dude or Hey Dude or something like that? I don't know if you remember that, Scott.
1: I don't remember that at all. Okay.
0: So they talked about the early years that you can't do that on television. and
1: Loved that one.
0: Double Dare. And they talked about all that. But then they kind of hit a little bit of a, a, a lull with hey dude or camp dude or something like that but then it picks right back up because then they start talking about Ren and Stimpy they start talking about the the three big cartoons that came out back to back to back and it was Ren and Stimpy Doug and Rugrats
1: Loved Rugrats too
0: I did too and Ren and Stimpy as well Yep So anyways highly recommend if you have Hulu to go and watch that Justin Thank you very much for your question this week. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott. JT here back with that weekly question. This week, I wanted to ask you guys, what's your favorite theme park part of Disneyland and Disney World? For my senior class trip, I went to Disney and Universal, which was quite surreal as I didn't think I'd ever go there as a kid slash young adult. Of course, because the person booking my life has a strange sense of humor, it's more possible now because my mom lives in Florida, and probably one of my favorite parks was Epcot. Epcot was the most interesting out of the parks to me because of its whole world theme. It was interesting to go to areas of the park where themed after Japan, Germany, and England— I remember using my launch vouch the teachers gave us to go to a restaurant in the Japan section to the, get garlic, shrimp, and rice. That sounds hella good. And in the German area, they had a little outdoor miniature village and garden railroad I enjoyed watching until it was time for the light show they have. Finally, I remember going on Soren, which is a tale in itself. Thanks, guys. JT.
1: Ooh, favorite part of Disney. You know, I always want to say Tomorrowland just because I have the really, really fond memories of the arcade there and our teenage years, and we'd be in Disneyland, but we'd be spending all of our time and money in the arcade. But at the same time, we'd love going on Star Tours. People Mover, I think, was our favorite ride until they removed it. And Space Mountain, of course. But the older I get, dude, I really like California Adventure. And JT, thank you for the question. I need to let you know, I've never been to Disney World. So that's definitely a bucket list item for me. I've never been, so I only have Disneyland and California Adventure to compare it. But California Adventure, where California Screamin' is, which is now, it's called something else, the Incredicoaster, I think, and the Toy Story 3D ride, which is my favorite ride at Disneyland, I think that might be my favorite spot now. Oh, really? Yeah, and they've also got a little soft serve ice cream place over there, kind of tucked back off the pier. So I think that might be my favorite spot in Disneyland. Or California included.
0: I do love the whole Disneyland feel. And it's just because of how many times we went there as a kid. Every summer, driving down I-5, excited for Disneyland. Yeah, You know, it, we love Disneyland over here. I mean, it was just, it was amazing as a kid. And the last time I was there, it felt, it, I got those feelings again for it. Uh, so actually, I was having a conversation with mom about Disney World. And I was telling her how Disney World is just so beautiful. Big. Like when we leave Disneyland, you can walk back to your hotel that may not even be on the theme park. Right. In Disney World, you have to wait for shuttles and you've got to take a monorail. It's just, it almost feels too much. Okay. That's the way I got. Of course, I had a hundred degree fever while I was there because I had the flu. How my I don't know how I've survived to 42. Dude, I've talked about <laughs> flus and throwing up on this. <laughs> good Lord. You're but, a tortured soul. <laughs> my immune system is not a fan of me. Anyway, <laughs> but when we were there, it felt like everything was out of place. And I, it's hard to explain because when you go to Disneyland, you kind of have the map of the park laid out in your head.
1: Yeah, it's a hub and spoke.
0: Exactly. So for example, when we went to Disneyland, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean is right here, right next to that is Haunted Mansion. You can walk to Haunted Mansion, just get off Pirates head right over to Haunted Mansion. It's not like that in Disney World. And I couldn't wrap my head around that. Pirates was in one section and Haunted Mansion was clear across the park. And for some reason, I just couldn't wrap my head around that just didn't make sense to me that they wouldn't have the two together.
1: Well, I mean, you got to think, though, too. You've been to Disneyland how many times in your life, and you've been to Disney World once. So, of course, you're like, okay, this is Disney, but nothing is in the right place. But that's only because you grew up on Disneyland, so...
0: Well, I know, but it just... I don't know. I felt like it should be the same as Disneyland. It should have been... Rides were here, just stuff like that. I will say this for Disney World, though. They still have the People Mover.
1: Oh, they do? Yeah. Bless their heart.
0: Well they did in 2017. I don't know if it's been removed or anything like that. I doubt that it has, but they still have the people mover which is a great ride.
1: I wish I could get one of the people mover cars and just put it in my house.
0: Uh Scott, weren't you talking about budgeting for figures earlier? How are you going to pay for a people mover car, dude?
1: Who said I was going to pay for it? Anybody got a big truck we can go lift one?
0: <laughs> Thank you JT for your question. And that <laughs> rounds out the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com where you can find the carded and loose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys Bendems, Defining Moments and Retro's so head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com if you are in the hunt for any of those figures to check out and see if you are getting a fair value also we want you guys to check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour a fun show over there, you actually uh, gave them a shout out on your drunk wrestling
1: history Scott Oh yeah. And we're going to continue to do it. There's like a lot of mutual love going around. And so drunk wrestling history wants to get involved with all the podcast buddies. So the power of the people.
0: Yeah. You didn't even mention this show. You just mentioned breaker and Bane,
1: (laughs) dude. What? I mean, come on. Do I need to mention fully posable on the drunk wrestling history show? Whatever. (laughs) If you're listening to that, you know, where I'm from. Hi, I'm Scott. You may know me from such podcasts as fully posable.
0: You're from Keith and Gale Tune?
1: <laughs> yes I Yes I am. Thank you, Jeff.
0: Oh, okay. Anyways, uh check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We're over there. They talk wrestling, they talk movies, they talk comics and so much more. Also, listen to Breaker's side project, you know it's fake, right? Where last week he had Barry Frost on, this week he has Scott Tune on and uh Barry and Scott did great. I mean, not great as me, but they did really, really well, so. <laughs> and check out power hour pro wrestling on youtube where you can watch scott and i defend our tag team championships over and over and keep winning over and over
1: because we rule
0: we're dominant like o'doyle we're dominating that territory
1: absolutely we're <laughs> putting butts in the seats
0: also, check out our buddies, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. They are great guys. I have nothing but great things to say about them. And we want you to check out their show where they do sports for one show and wrestling for another. And check out DoingTheFavor.com where they have the SKUs and UPCs for Brickseek and pop finder. So head on over to DoingTheFavor.com. And again, I can't say enough nice things about those guys. Also, Steve, Eric over at Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They do a fun show and they did Wrestling is Forever. That's their last show. I can't wait for their next one to come up because that's the first thing I pop on. And that's also on Wrestling is Forever is where I put the Shockmaster gif. That's Pop <laughs> Scott last week. <laughs> also, Seth and Sheena and Marco over at the chick Foley show have a, a fun group on Facebook that we want you guys to check out and a fun show as well. So check out the chick fil show. You heard Justin Summers earlier talking about foodie. He's a big foodie over there. And so are we over here, but we want you to check out his show wrestling cheers. That is a Northeast Ohio based independent podcast that is centered around AIW. So check out wrestling cheers. Also check out our buddy RJ over at ringside rant. We love Marty and Rucker over at boots of the face. Tim does pulling up a chair and Scott drunk wrestling history. What you got?
1: Yes. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. This past week's show that dropped was wrestling's fakest moves. Would you like to guess some of the ones that we discussed, Jeff?
0: Number one, swanton bomb.
1: Uh, no, I don't think that was on the list at all. Really? Yeah. I don't think anybody mentioned that one, but to be perfectly honest, I don't remember. We recorded a long time ago. Was it last year? No, it, it was not last year. It was not. But we discussed, I think we had like three or four each, Adam, Eddie, and myself. We discussed wrestling's fakest moves. And a little spoiler alert, the leg drop comes up. And I believe Eddie was so drunk, he got confused. So listen to Eddie get super embarrassed. Well, it's a, he's never really super embarrassed. He just moves on very quickly. But anyway, <laughs> check out this past week's show where we discuss wrestling's fakest moves, Drunk wrestling history, we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Why does
0: Adam ask you what you're drinking? Because we always know it's going to be whiskey and water, blackened. Yeah,
1: I I think that that's going to dry up because I've always changed up my drinks. Like I've never really had a go-to, but I don't know if it's an old age thing or what, but like now I have found my drink of whiskey and water. So I think we need to move on from that question. Yeah, might be time. Yeah, because we're getting ready to do another set of recordings next week, and I think I'm going to request that we just do away with that unless we're having a special beverage for the show. Like, we have an idea for a show where it's going to be, like, kind of topical, where we drink something in relation to the show, but the go-to for me is always whiskey and water now.
0: Hopefully you guys can get sponsored by a beer company or
1: something. Probably not going to happen.
0: Also, we want you to check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with (laughs) Bud Scott, roll call.
1: First off, before I get into roll call, I'd like to offer thoughts and prayers to those of you that missed out on the great Jason Wolf's latest custom Hasbro offering, because it quite possibly be one of his best. It was big, bully Busick, who did not have a removable hat, but had a removable cigar incredible. The figure, uh, there was a lot of trial and error from what Jason said. It's amazing. It was incredible. And guess what? Unless you were following his social media, you missed it. Again, I warn you every week, follow his social media at the art of Jason Wolf. He is making incredible custom Hasbros. I can't say enough good things about them, Jeff. They're just awesome. I own the Road Warrior set and they are beautiful. Don't miss out on any more of his custom Hasbros. Follow Jason Wolf on his social media accounts at The Art of Jason Wolf, or better yet, head over to his website, Doyle, D O Y L E com, where you can find out about his latest offerings of customs, which, by the way, they sell out immediately, so you got to follow his social media. Or if you want to commission some artwork, get in touch with the man himself. Again, Jason Wolf, follow his social media at, at The Art of Jason Wolf. Or head over to his website, DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. And Scott,
0: that rounds out episode 278. Anything else?
1: Get yourself vaccinated. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. And happy toy hunting.
0: I'd like to thank everyone for listening to episode 278. Don't forget, next week, it is the Hall of Fame, it is tuxedo shirts. That's it. And under. <laughs> it, and, it is skimpies. And under ruse. <laughs> but I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 278. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios.
2: Oh. Yeah. Fully ball, Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the
0: Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, M-O-C.
1: Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs, of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no
0: storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting.
1: Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the kings.